The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. There was one reason and only one reason to watch the Thursday night NFL game, and that was it was on Fox. And that was the only reason. Even with the what turned out to be historic running of the football for the Tennessee Titans, uh, Mr. Henry uh, went bonkers, went berserk against Jacksonville. Derrick Henry had four touchdowns. Had a 99-yard touchdown run in what turned out to be a lopsided game. And the analysis, uh, while we expected Marcus Mariota 
to play better than Kessler. That did not happen. Uh, it did not. In fact, somehow Marcus Mariota had a quarterback rating of 75, and it's like he wasn't even out there. He was overthrowing receivers. He was throwing uh, – when he was supposed to throw in spot A, he'd throw to spot Z. It was, it was a mess. But Tennessee wins 30-9, so they are 7-6. and six. Whoop-de-damn-do. Whoop-de-damn-do. The Titans are 7-6. and six. Neither one of these teams will be in the playoffs. Although, technically, the Titans – if the Ravens were to lose, and they are playing a rather stout opponent this weekend, the Chiefs. So if the Ravens lose, they're the last team in. And so the Titans and Ravens would have the same exact record for whatever that's. Tennessee doesn't. I mean, you can get in the AFC with like eight, nine wins. I mean, the Titans are they could lose to anybody. They, this this was a Thursday night spectacular. I mean, the, the one thing that stood out to me on Thursday of this particular game, and it, it's something we often talk about in life. You have the micro and the macro, and in the micro, if you watch that game, you realize the reason, the main driving force for Derrick Henry to have four touchdowns and two hundred thirty-eight yards rushing, the main thing behind that was complete football negligence by Jacksonville. An indifference. They didn't want to be there and they played like it. They, they didn't want to be part of it. They just it sucked. They had to play on Thursday. and They were there, but they had checked out. You could tell very early. Very early on. And if it hadn't been for a Marcus Mariota interception, and then a muffed punt that gave Jacksonville a safety, it should have just been over like right away. But it wasn't over right away. It took a, took a little while for the separation to take place. So Jacksonville was in the AFC Championship game last year, and now they suck out loud. They are 4-9. and nine. And Doug Marone, will he be back? Is Tom Coughlin cold-blooded, or is he going to – Double down on Doug Moreau. Now, speaking of the Jacks, since the game itself, there's not much to talk. What, are you going to break down Cody Kessler being tossed around like a rag doll or the inept ability or lack thereof, the lack of desire, the lack of ambition to tackle by A.J. Bouye, who is as much responsible for a 99-yard touchdown run by Derrick Henry as anyone else. Never heard of him. But that that's the the macro, right? The micro we realize that AJ Boye is responsible for that, and the macro is well, you know, it's twenty years from now, who's going to remember? You going to remember? Why would you remember? It's just like the the legendary run by Tony Dorsett. We just talked about this within the last month. It came up in conversation. We talked about the Tony Dorsett run and how ridiculous that was. But there's a factoid that has been lost by many over the years with that run against the the Minnesota Vikings. You remember we talked about it the other day. You might not maybe you weren't listening. Maybe maybe you weren't listening. But in that ninety nine yard run back in the early eighties, the Cowboys played the Vikings. The Vikings had ten men on the field. They had ten men on the field. Uh and, and the longest run at that time and it doesn't matter. You know that who who remembers that? But uh, there you go. 
All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Actually, I think it was the Cowboys that didn't have the uh, – they had 10 guys on the field. They still got uh, still got the 99-yard run. Anyway, all right, so let's get to the point of that. So the, the Jags played – playing out the string here. They're 4-9. and nine. They suck. They lost on Thursday. And the future is mildly more compelling, mildly more compelling than the present, specifically the exiled Blake Bortles. Now, if you follow this, now Bortles was standing uh, throughout the game because he's a backup. He had a nice beanie on because it was a cold night in Nashville, and I, I tweeted out a photo. More on that later. But the the thing that caught my attention, state-run NFL media, if you missed this, you probably did, state-run NFL media reporting that Blake Bortles will, quote, be gone from Jacksonville this offseason. Now, the Maller media, we reported that several weeks ago. We had that first. Nobody paid attention. But now that state-run NFL media is reporting it, well, it's a big deal. So Blake Bortles, those three words will be gone this offseason. That Tom Coughlin's going to replace him with someone from the draft or possibly free agency. Who the hell knows? Those are pretty much the only ways to do it other than a trade. So there's like three options. More on that later. This is about Blake effing Bortles, a man that just wants to work construction, smoke some cigs. That That's what this is all about. All Bobby. right, so – the question is, what is the off-season play for Boris? Let's project ahead. Rather than sit here and microanalyze the lack of football pedigree by the Jacksonville defense, the lack of ambition in this game, let's talk about Boris. I find that more interesting. So what is the move here? You are the agent. You are the advisor. What's your play? Right, what, what do you do? What do you do? All right, so I've got some, I've got some advice here. Why not? I'm it's radio advice, right? I've got the reinvent, made for TV, and the clean slate. All right, now number one, my belief that Blake Bortles will never be consistent enough to have long term success in the NFL. That is my belief. It's not a fact; it's a belief. Now he is a mistake prone. Broad as a quarterback. And there were some people saying, well, I should put Bortles in there. I was looking at some of the comments. No, he would have been just as bad, if not worse, than Cody Kessler. That's why Bortles got benched. He was able to bamboozle, bamboozle Jacksonville for some reason to give him a little extra money in the offseason. But any weedy defensive coordinator can figure out Blake Bortles. Now, occasionally he'll play well, but there's no dependability. His lack of execution is going to lead to his execution from the Jacksonville 53-man roster. Nevertheless, because I, I said it, we framed it this way, for this little exercise, we are giving career counseling to Bortles. So before he gets his real estate license or his insurance card to sell insurance, before he does that, there is more football to be played. So my theory on this is that Bortles needs to reinvent himself. That if I'm the agent, I'm like, here's what you do. Here's your move for long-term gains, short-term pains. Take a step back, and then eventually you're going to be able to take two steps forward. Now, rather than go to another dirty diaper of a team and start, see Dolphins, Bengals, Giants, somewhere like that, the play here is to become a high-end backup. That's my advice. You become a high-end backup. Now, either way, Blake Bortles is about to become a vagabond, a 
football hobo, the nomadic lifestyle around the NFL. That is where he's headed. He has to be okay with that. But you have to accept the high-end backup status. Now, part two here, should Blake Bortles sign off on my evil plan here? Who would want him? Now, I got I got a couple of options. You'd be surprised. Now, the NFL is filled, filled with teams that are run by Pollyannis, who are daydreamers and night thinkers. These are the guys. They see Blake Bortles. You know what they see? They don't see the guy that sucks, that throws all those interceptions. They see a Disney-like made-for-TV movie. Quarterback, high draft pick, falls on hard times, goes to my team, and... Look at this. Now he's great. <laughs> Just waiting to happen. Everybody loves a redemption story. Right? Everyone loves the redemption story. So I got two teams. Two teams. Now, again, my plan, you don't go to a crap team. If Bortles wants, you can go to a bad team and start right away. That's not the move. You take a step back. You reinvent yourself as a high-end backup. The teams, I've got the Patriots and the Chiefs. Now, why do I have those teams? Now, Tom Brady obviously is in his early 40s. Bill Belichick has no legit backup option. Brian Hoyer is the backup quarterback for the Patriots. Plus, even though Belichick is a big, giant curmudgeon and all that, he has a weak spot in his iron heart, Belichick does, for guys that are looking to to reinvent themselves. Guys that are looking to come back, and Belichick's picked up these type of players over the years with the Patriots. He, he doesn't mind a renovation project. So the Patriots, I would definitely put on my list, my short list. I'd put them number one. Number two, Kansas City. Now the Chiefs are the number two team here, not because Patrick Mahomes is hurt. He's not. He's young. He's playing very well. He's a wrecking ball. Right? That's also why I would recommend Kansas City in part, because the way that he plays is very probable to be hurt and to miss a handful of games, at least on the minimum. But more importantly, the reason the Chiefs are on this list, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is known as the quarterback whisper. He very rarely gets it wrong with quarterbacks, and he has had great success taking second-rate garbage and turning them out to be pretty good, pretty effective uh, players. Look at Nick Foles, who had a career year with Andy Reid. But also look at Michael Vick. When nobody wanted Michael Vick, the puppy killer, Andy Reid said, come on down. The price is right. Come play in Philadelphia. Blake Bortles' biggest sin is that he – I guess he can't read a defense. Michael Vick's biggest sin is he couldn't read a defense, but he also could kill dogs. Uh, now, the last word here, Blake Bortles would only be this high-end backup temporarily. Uh, you got to humble yourself a little bit. Uh, you do that, and he has got the youth on his side. He's 26 years old. His birthday's in April. So you go back to a place like Kansas City or New England, get some positive media, some friends in the media to uh, write glowing articles on the Internet praising what a great teammate Bortles is, right? And he's working really hard and – shown so much improvement in practice. His teammates love him. All those kind of stories that pop up. And presto, little sleight of hand, you get a clean slate. And then you go back out in the market a year from now or two years from now, and you have your choice of good teams. Every year there's about six or seven teams that are looking for a new quarterback, and Bortles could be that guy. Could absolutely be that guy. 
And they're, they're talking about getting rid of a bunch of people in Jacksonville. And Malik Jackson, Barry Church. How can you get rid of a guy named Church? They could, though. They dump a lot of dead weight in Jacksonville. And after that game on Thursday night, there was plenty of dead weight to jump and throw into the Atlantic Ocean there. Uh, plenty there. Plenty to do. All right. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Now, Ben, were you able to uh, see our friend Steve DeSager as he was shuffling out the door uh, after his shift? No, DeSager's like a ghost. You did not I, see him? I did not see him. Was, no. he, was he dressed like Santa Claus? I did not see him. Uh, no, he was not dressed like Santa Claus, but uh, he did share a photo uh, with me of you. Oh, me? He, he wanted to, to show it to you. Well, I was but... in I was in where I usually am. I didn't see him. He no. didn't say hello. No. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a wonderful photo of, of you I... at the, uh, I think we've talked about this before, at the, uh, the, the old Dodger Media baseball game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was a star. Yeah. That's where I got a hit off a, a former American League ERA champion. Left-handed power pitcher in a big league ballpark. I got a base hit off the baby-faced assassin Ben Maller yeah. with with friend of the show Rob Fukazaki, Fuk. who also looks like he's about fourteen in this. Well, photo. we were all fourteen years old. Yeah, then. <laughs> barely. Well, you, so. gotta, you got Fuk still doing the Channel Seven News here in LA, yeah. so you got to wait about thirty minutes to tell this story because he gets in the car and about he listens like at you know, thirty minutes from now. So you're telling the story, but he's on the Channel 7 mm. ABC d- set there. D- so no, I know wait. how sensitive you but, are about photos of you yeah. on the internet, and that's how I, I, I you know, yeah, I I tweeted something about, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got to look at it. You know, I gotta Tase look at me, it. bro. I think I've seen this photo. That was the singer. I think I've seen this photo, Yeah, but I need to look at it. All right. You know, because I, I know what the, the, the P1s, the super fans will do is they'll take that photo <laughs> and they will Photoshop that. No, and, no. Uh, yes, just like when you tweeted out the worst photo ever <laughs> taken of me. Oh, yeah, that was everyone. We, we went into the old Fox Sports Radio studio for one night. These were before you were here, Roberto. <laughs> they were renovating. They were doing something in I our studio. I swear it was not on purpose. Right across the hall from George Norrie. The iconic coast-to-coast studio where Art Bell, you know, well, he did it from Pahrump, but that's where the show originated out of the, the Premier Networks, right across the hall from, uh, remember how ups- upset Nori was that we were, we were in his territory? He was like, very, what, what are you idiots doing here? This is my, this is my land. Oh, yeah, we were very yeah. intrusive in that closet of a uh, Yeah, it was studio. a dump. I didn't realize it was that big a dump, because at the time it seemed like a good studio, but it was a dump. But anyway, the lighting was really awkward, and Eddie took this yeah. photo. And I, I wanted to show, you know, because we were talking about it on the air. I just wanted yeah, yeah. to show the listeners kind of how, where we were at. And uh, I didn't realize, I didn't, the lighting, I didn't look at the photo closely enough before I, before I sent it out. I look like a cross between <laughs> Krusty the Clown, Larry David, and a serial killer is what I look yeah. like. No, I yeah. mean, you're look, you're you're uh you're getting older. We all are. And yeah. and so it's a there's a little bit of there's, there's, there's angles fitting up top. Well, there's some angles that. Yeah, well, I I've but, admitted but with, that. But the way I, the light is shining down, the way the light is shining down in your head, it looks like you're completely bald. Yeah, and I'm not completely bald. No, no you're I'm not. not. I mean, it's I have I mean, I don't have much, but I've got some. Yeah, and if yeah. attention advertisers, <laughs> if anyone wants, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> if you want to, you know, party up, you know, why not? Sign me up, coach. Put me in. I'm ready to play. Uh, but but yeah, so it, it was really bad, and and I got upset with you, and you didn't even realize why I was upset, which upset me more that you didn't realize how bad the photo looked. I thought you did that to goof on me, and then you just didn't even look at it, which yeah. upset me. That made that me, made it worse, really. Yeah, that you made it, been, you would have thought it was better if I intentionally put it out there, knowing it was it was that bad. Well, then I told you to delete it. You know, I'm not I'm not deleting. You, I, no, I, I did delete it. Well, I eventually you it. did, but I think initially you were like, I'm not deleting it. I think you were you were pushing back. That on doesn't it. sound like me. Uh, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, if I remember correctly. Well, this photo is much better than that photo. Well, much I'll, better. I'll examine the photo. <laughs> I'll look at the photo. You know, me and Fook go way back. We broke yeah. in about the same time. You know, me yeah. and Fook, you were rookies. Boy, you know, a couple of finely tuned athletes. Now he's like the big sports director sure. at the ABC station in L.A. And look at me, Eddie. Here I am. You're the sports director here, big man. Yes, I am. Damn, <laughs> damn straight. Yes. Clearly. I oh, call this hard. Shit. It's too hard. What the hell is that? <laughs> what did that come from? Did you get the Mark Sanchez drop I requested? Do we uh, have yes, that? Yes, I got it, big man. Give me that Mark Sanchez. Do we have the Sanchez? You I know, some low-hanging fruit, so that was an easy reach for you. Yeah. I like that. Maybe we can even shorten it more, just some low-hanging fruit. We can make it even shorter. Yeah. Play it again. Play it again. Let's hear it again. This is Mark Sanchez from the other day here. You know, some low-hanging fruit, so that was an easy reach for you. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Play I the like Ben it. one again, too. No, I don't need that one. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm it's hard. It's too hard. Isn't it great that you don't even know why did I say that? What was I talking I about? I don't know. I don't remember you Baseball. saying that. Oh, oh, the shift. I was talking about the shift. That's right. I did a whole rant about shift. the shift. Yeah, that Jason that Stark story. Where he's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I saw we were ahead of the curve, Eddie. That story was making the rounds on those talking head shows, those debate shows. We're talking about that. We had that. Uh, a couple days ago. Clearly, they stole it from this show. Well, they stole it. From, yeah, they stole it from somebody. Everyone steals from everyone else. That's how it goes. I'm not attracted to women. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So we have been all over this Aaron Rodgers story. I want to point out something. We actually broke some news on this show the other day. And we broke some news on this show. We played audio from Aaron Rodgers' Monday news conference in which he revealed his folks were in town for his birthday. We were trying to figure out, what did he mean by that? Like, what, 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 what is that all about? Well, now, what, was he lying? Well, TMZ's got a big story. The headline, Aaron Rodgers making peace with parents after nasty public feud. We had that story at the beginning of the week. We broke that. Now, how the hell does that happen? There are so many of these gigantic media companies. We are peons. We're an overnight show, and we heard the audio. We talked about it. What was that, Monday into Tuesday? It's now Friday morning, and TMZ, the New York Post, these tabloids are reporting. Page 6 has a story today. TMZ's got a story. What, what, what are we doing here? We should have run with that. We should have put that everywhere. We had the quote. We had the quote. People Magazine. Story on their website. Aaron Rodgers reunites with parents after his brother accused him of not reaching out during fires. It's all over the place. But this is not about that. No, 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 no. This is, this is some more palace in, intrigue or Lambo intrigue. Disposed Packer coach Mike McCarthy. You know where he was this week after being fired? He was back at the Packer facility at Lambeau twice. You heard about this? No? Okay, good. Good. Uh, so, so McCarthy, now usually when you get fired, and I know, because I have been fired. You've heard the show. I've been fired many times. Uh, and the standard protocol is not to go back to where you have been fired 
they 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 don't know they don't normally do that. They don't allow you to do that. But McCarthy went back. He addressed the coaching staff on Tuesday. Had a goodbye meeting with the coaching staff, and then he came back again on Wednesday to address the players. Clay Matthews, longtime Green Bay player, told the media that the locker room of ball players gave their former coach a standing ovation when he returned to say goodbye. Matthews bubbled over about the applause. He said it was warranted and deserved for McCarthy's service coaching pro football in Wisconsin. So let's discuss. Does Mike McCarthy getting a standing O, according to Clay Matthews, does it does it have a deeper meaning? Does Mike McCarthy getting this kind of rousing ovation have a deeper meaning? Yes. Yes, 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 with a capital Y. Now, I am going to be the radio psychologist is what I'm going to be. Professional, trained, blowhard psychologist. So my thoughts on this Packers story, this part of the story with McCarthy going back, you've got the mongrel, the betrayal, and the banana hammock. You've got those three things, and we will tie them all together as only we can do through the cover of darkness, the cover of cold in the middle of the night. So now first thing. While this is being celebrated by the mainstream football media, the establishment, and many of those football bloggers using terms like class act, great job for the Green Bay franchise, you know what I, I, I smell? I smell a rat. I smell a rat. You know what this is? This is, again, confirmation that Aaron Rodgers was responsible for the demise of Mike McCarthy. You had the Winston Moss story the other day. He tweeted out support of McCarthy and taking a shot at Rodgers. He got let go. But this is even more evidence because in any handbook, in any corporate handbook where they advise how to handle the dismissal of an employee, any of it, any human resources guide, they do not recommend what the Green Bay Packers did. Having worked in the lowest rung of show business, you're listening to it, Sports Talk Radio, I have experienced much different reactions. You don't get closure. You don't. You don't. You, you, you know what you do? You expect the door to swing and hit your tuchus on the way out. That is the only expectation you have. When you are let go from a company, they say they want a clean break. You, you become persona non grata. You transform into a mongrel uh, immediately. They spit loogies at you. They give you a box. What's in the box? You know what's in the box? Your belongings. Uh, I, I've told the story before, but one of my most famous Pink slips, uh, one of my most famous pink slips, uh, they gave a box out, and they said, can you please leave? You've got 30 to 60 minutes tops. Uh, There's security guards here. You've got to collect your belongings and get out of here. And and they said, anything you don't get, we'll give you, we'll send to you, but you cannot come back. That's exactly what they, they said. You don't get two days to have exit interviews. You don't get that. So my theory on Mike McCarthy going back to Lambeau twice 
is that Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers, felt guilty. He felt guilty because the Packer front office has culpability in this. Murphy allowed Aaron Rodgers to strong-arm him into a midseason coaching change. So this is his way to take responsibility. It's very odd. Uh, McCarthy could have gone down to a local watering hole, go down to the pub, eat some cheese curds, have a beer, invite the coaches and the players to come in. That's typically how it goes. Instead, he went back to the belly of the beast, uh, to Lambeau. Now, secondly, if these players for the Green Bay Packers really did give Mike McCarthy a thunderous ovation, that also has meaning. That is bad news for number 12. Bad news. Now, why is that? You have to wonder, has Aaron Rodgers lost the locker room? Is this a house divided for the Green Bay Packers? Sure feels that way on the face of it. I mean, players... Picking sides, it's a civil war. We know that Rodgers won this battle, and it sounds like the locker room was choosing the losing army to support. They know the war is over and they lost, but they still like the side that lost, so they're, they're pulling for the side that lost. And for Aaron Rodgers, you got to think that if the players, his teammates, the other guys on the 53-man roster, given this ovation, that is a sign of betrayal. Betrayal of Aaron Rodgers. How dare you? Relax. Now, Aaron Rodgers, is he going to have the entire team traded now? Is he going to I want all the other 52 players on the roster. I want all these bozos and all these slugs. I want them all out of here. Is that the case? Well, we'll find out. But uh, listen, if the Packer players really loved Mike McCarthy so much, they sure had an odd way of showing it. Against the Cardinals, did they not? Even with a like a sixty percent effort or fifty percent effort, you beat Arizona. So the accountability, as much as it's Aaron Rodgers who's pulling the string, it's also Mike McCarthy's former players who have accountability in this. All right, last word. Now, Mike McCarthy also said, talked to some media in Wisconsin, and said he plans to lay low for a bit before he decides if he wants to coach next year. He indicated he might not coach in 2019, positioning it as he might take some time off. You know what this is? To quote the President of the United States, fake news. This is fake news. Mike McCarthy is not going to have his choice of jobs. He'll be lucky if the Cleveland Browns offer their job, their gig. And if the Packers' former coach, does get that offer from John Dorsey in Cleveland, he will take that job in a millisecond. Every man, woman, and child knows this. You know it to be true. Come on. Even if you've only played Madden football once on the easiest level, you know what I say is accurate. The only chance, the only chance that Mike McCarthy remains hidden and out of sight is if he cannot get that Cleveland Browns job or one of these other jobs that's going to open up. At that particular point, what is Mike McCarthy going to do? If he can't get the Browns job and no one else will hire him, he uh, gets on a plane, flies to Papua New Guinea, he goes there, gets his banana hammock out, and has a uh, wonderful time. Or Bermuda or wherever. Go hang out in the Bermuda Triangle. The longer you are on the sidelines, that's great. 
That means you're out there and all that stuff, wonderful. But the longer you're away from the sidelines, the worse the odds are that you return. The only exception is if you get a Monday night football broadcasting job and then you can hornswoggle some owner with a weird haircut to give you a 10-year contract for $10 million a year. That's the only exception. I don't think of McCarthy as that kind of guy. I don't. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox as we press on. We'll reopen the phone lines. And if you would like to be part, you are welcome to join us. The number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. The Thursday night NFL game, it was on Fox. Derrick Henry, running wild, tied the record that will never be broken. 99-yard touchdown run for Derrick Henry. Longest joining Tony Dorsett. Set a franchise record, 238 yards. Had four touchdowns. Have a day. Have a day at work. And he could have had five. And there was that, if you saw the the late stages of the game, boy, you got no life because you were watching a blowout. But Derrick Henry was on the sidelines for first and second down on a goal-to-go situation for the Titans. And they brought him in on third down, and he got a handoff. He didn't score. That would have been touchdown number five, and then they threw the ball on that next play. But uh, Derek, uh, Derek Henry, the only two players in NFL history to have a rushing touchdown of 90-plus yards and 50-plus yards in the same game, both from the Tennessee Titans, Derek Henry and C.J. Chris Johnson. C.J. 2K. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, brownies in his belly, and pizza on his face, Garcia. Pizza only, no brownies. No brownie. No. Why not the brownie? I'm not a big brownie fan. Brownies were good. Yeah? I like the brownies. They're brookies. Oh, is that what they are? What's the, what does what that is mean? a brookie? Is that a sports by brookies? It's a brownie and a cookie fused together. Oh. Ah. Hmm. Pretty good. Maybe I'll have to try it then. That sounds interesting. Pretty- I've never had a good. brookie. Yeah, it's good. It's more brownie than cookie, yeah. but it's good. I'm, 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 maybe, I'm piece you maybe I'm weird, but I. it's very difficult for me to eat sweet things without a glass of milk, or milk, as uh, Ben likes to call that's it. That's Eddie falling back to little Eddie. That's that's like Eddie, eight-year-old yeah, Eddie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, I've yeah. always been that way. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's- I was sitting here wishing I had milk. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grown-up. I can have water. I have a big thing Ugh, of water here. Water. I drink water. Ugh. I, I hate water. Ed, what are you, Odell Beckham? What are you, <laughs> Does he hate water? water, too? Yeah, he hates water. Yeah. That's why he said Water's, he got ca- uh, cramps. Water's disgusting. Oh, I love water. My mom taught me when I, you know, later in her life, uh, when I was you know, losing weight, and I, you know, she kept preaching. She, she read some, or, she didn't read it. She saw it on television that you need to stop drinking soda and drink water. And so she convinced me. She said, Ben, you love to consume lots of food, Ben. Uh, you can drink as much water as you want, no calories. It's like a cheat code. You know, I said, okay, Mom, that makes sense to me. You're telling me, uh, imagine a food. You could eat as much food as you possibly want. You don't You don't gain any weight. Celery. I don't there like celery. Go. Yeah, but that's it's, that's what water is. Well, Mom didn't tell me on celery. She didn't talk. <laughs> Mama Mallory did not tell me. But maybe she rest in peace on celery, so I did not do the celery thing. Hey, speaking of that, did you see uh, the, the story? Speaking of celery? No, speaking no. of uh, being a big fat pig and yeah, trying oh, to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, there was a story the other day. It must be true because it was in the Daily Mail. And they never lie in the no, Daily Mail. They do not. I love that one time they had the thing about Coop. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, no, that was all the London tabloids. Oh, all the London tabloids. And, and that picture of Coop as a football player. Yeah. Looked good. Lean and mean. Yeah, he was a t- tough-looking guy. Working out. Had the goatee You'll going You'll never on. believe what this little kid looks like now. And he, they were right. <laughs> the, the, the good news is Google got their, uh, their S together. Cause, uh, yeah, I know. I, I guess now I'm... My my Twitter is I guess active enough or I don't know to where when you Google my name it's it's me that comes up and not Boo. the uh, Canadian football player. It's unfortunate. Boo. Yeah, here's, here's so what did the Daily Mail have to say this time? A science, a big headline here in the Daily Mail the other day. Scientists reveal they are on the verge of creating a pill that will allow you to eat as much oh. food as you want without gaining weight. What? Sign me up. Yes. Scientists think they've de- developed the miracle fat busting pill. They've it's been proven in rats, <laughs> like you know mice. They use yeah. the mice to stay, and it's a it's a gene. You it's the Arcan one. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm just oh, reading you out a certainly story. do sound yeah. like an authority yeah. on this. And, and and in in the study, a clinical study, of course, uh, it just sounds better when you say clinical. They found out that mice did not gain weight with this. Uh, they did not gain weight or fat mass. But and, and, but but yes. there has to be a butt in this. Yeah, the, like it makes your heart explode or something. Well, like that. probably yeah. you'll die in like two days. But exactly. They, but the but science, you won't gain any weight. Well, well yeah. Where does it? Well, they're trying to figure out how they're going to test it in humans. Sign me up. So I'm in. does it just make you? Uh oh. Visit the bathroom all day long. <laughs> like, where does the? I mean, the food's got to go somewhere, right? Uh, yeah. Does it just? Does it just? <laughs> does the pill just vaporize it in your body? I, That's like a boss I had. I used to do a weight loss uh, body shaper. I used to do this uh, weight loss thing years ago. It was all over radio. Worked out well. My boss would tell me, you know, what you're taking, Ben, is just. Uh, he called. I can't say the word he used. He said, "Poop be gone." He used <laughs> a different word. He said, "It's just. It's just a. It's going to get you to get the runs." Is what he told me. Yeah, the, actually, the thing on that product and most weight loss products, a little, I'll, live, I'll give you a little secret. They'll tell you don't eat three hours before you go to bed. If you don't eat three hours before you go to bed, you're going to lose weight because most people go to bed at a normal hour. And if you stop, let's say you go to bed like I don't know when do most people go to bed? Ten, eleven o'clock, something like that. Let's say you go to bed at ten o'clock, you stop eating at seven o'clock, and then you sleep for eight hours like most people do. That's eleven hours of not eating. And most people don't get up and eat right away, so that's another hour. And so it's like 12 hours of not eating. That's half the day you're not eating. You're likely going to lose weight. Just on that alone, you're going to lose weight. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I should be a dietitian. No, that was, that was the gift. You know, the thing is, they'll tell you, don't eat three hours before you go to bed. That was their part of their campaign. Yeah, but if you don't, I mean, isn't starving yourself, doesn't that shut your metabolism Exa- down? Exactly. Uh, no, I've been on this, uh, this one meal a day thing for several months, and it's worked. It's uh, it's intermittent fasting, which is like a hippie diet. My wife got me on, but it works. Yeah, I, I go. You're supposed to go like 16 hours between the meals. I usually go like 22 or 23 hours before Jeez. I eat. So yeah, it works. Just drink a lot of water. I'm fine. No, you get back, headaches. Back, back to the water. Yeah, I don't um, get headaches, man. The I, you know what I got headaches on? I did a low carb, like no sugar, like just meat and cheese type thing. I did that diet for a while, and then. When I'd cheat and I'd have like a candy bar, I would get, and then I'd go back to the low carb. I get the worst headaches. I thought I had brain cancer. I thought <laughs> yeah, I was dying, terrible. man. My, I thought my head was going to explode. It was so bad because I, I guess I'm addicted to the sugar. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. 
Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes sent in by actual listeners to the Ben Maller Show like yourself. A lot of jokes. Let's just get to it. I don't want to dilly-dally. I don't want to waste time here. I don't want to crutz oice, as my grandfather used to say back in the day. So let's let's do it. I'll read the joke. Uh, briefly bounce it off Eddie. No uh, wasting of time there. And I didn't even bounce the jokes off anybody last week because wasn't who no, it was two was it two weeks ago? Whenever Ralph was in here. Oh, it was last week because Eddie was in Pittsburgh. Who? Yeah, yeah. So I just you didn't I, bounce them off Vince? Oh no, I didn't. No, no. Oh yeah, Vince was here. No, I didn't. I just and it went a lot quicker. I got a lot more jokes in. All right, anyway, we'll do it. And uh, Coop's, I sent Coop a bunch of jokes. He didn't respond. I don't know if he got them or not. And Roberto's got the sound effects. Uh, here's the first joke from Muhammad in California. A Harvard study suggests healthy portion of fries contains only six. Is that, about, oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Bartolo Colon did his own counter research. Ah. He recommends 50 servings a day, Eddie. All right. This one's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Another Bartolo Colon joke. Bartolo Colon has been exercising religiously during this offseason, Eddie. Really? Yes, he does one sit-up and says, Amen. And then that's that's uh, all he does. It's, that's enough. Well, I don't think he can do one. Eh, probably not. What do Mike McCarthy and the Rogers family have in common? Hmm. Mike McCarthy and the Rogers family. I don't know, Ben. What do they have in common? Aaron didn't support either of them when they were about to be fired. He's, he did not support. That's from Bill Bill in Iowa. Thank you, Bill. Former Bills receiver Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. He went unclaimed on waivers this weekend. He did. He, he apparently he's going to sign with the Chiefs. Yeah, before that, though, he was drawing interest from Popeyes and Chick-fil-A, so he had the double option there in free agency. So, musical Matt in Western New York. Uh, also more from Kelvin Benjamin. This is from Teacher Bill in Minnesota. He says, Kelvin Benjamin blames a grammatical error on his weight gain in Buffalo. Oh, Eddie. really? Yes, apparently the Bills trainer uh, said you have to eat up Sunday, but they spelled Sunday S-U-N-D-A-E, so he, he stayed a lot of Sundays. Uh, it's more of a visual joke, but thank you, Bill. I thought it was funny. I guess these guys don't know how to, the difference between Sunday and Sunday, but that's all right. It's uh, part of the fine American uh, language. Uh, all right, this is more of a like a joke for an elementary school kid. A lion will not cheat on his wife, Eddie. Oh, is that right? But a tiger would. <laughs> the delayed reaction. I love that Roberto didn't get it. That's Jay in L.A. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it, that. I got it. It's that funny. It was funny. It's very funny. <laughs> Mark the full name guy checked in, by the way. He checked he in. Did? He's in Oregon. He sent this joke. He said, "Okay." Uh, he said he has a cure for those freaking out about mercury being in retrograde. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, "Don't eat the tuna." That's what he, that was his joke. Don't eat. He listens to the podcast that he says he can't. He temporarily can't call, but he said he still hates Tammy in Montana, and he still does not like Blind Scott. So he let me know that. Well, thank God he yeah. let us know that. Uh, Barnes and Noble. This is from Jay in New York. Barnes and Noble's top twenty holiday gift ideas. Include only one book. Oh, really? What book is that? Well, I don't know what book it is, but they list socks four times, Eddie. But they're reading socks, so that's okay. They're reading socks. Oh, come on, Roberto. A 101-year-old man crediting long life to Coors Light, Eddie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Randy and Norman says he prefers PBR. (laughs) So Mike in Austin sent that one in. Coop, do you have anything, Coop? Why doesn't Roberto play the card game Uno? I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> he always steals the green card. <laughs> all right, how dare you? Uh, all right, why are the parents of Weed Man Hippie so happy? Uh, I don't know. So I mean, never hear from him. Never. Oh, hear from why? Him. Why are they happy not to hear from Weed Man? Because he is homeless. <laughs> no, that's Surfer Todd the comedian. Thank you, Surfer Todd the comedian. Coach Andy Reid is now. Uh, taking his coffee without Kareem, Eddie. Oh. Yeah, he says it, it, it has less kick. So, <laughs> so just Josh sent that one. That's offensive, Josh. How dare you? All right. Why don't we pause for the cause? we got a lot of jokes, and we've saved the best of the best. We'll get to those as well. So Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are actual jokes sent in by listeners like yourself. Not all of them get on the air. Believe it or not, we actually screen some of the jokes. Sometimes we run out of space. We send the jokes in. Care of the Ben Maller Show. BenMallerShow at gmail.com. More of lame jokes next. And more of Big Ben's lame jokes. Some people have asked who won Roberto's Wall of Drops. Got the winner. Uh, no, there's actually, I, I am, I believe I was hacked. There was some erroneous Incorrect. votes. Incorrect. There's some erroneous votes that came in. You pay me $500,000, I'll endorse a gay magazine. Yeah. A classic has come back. It's an edit. There's a clean, Doesn't matter. There's an edit that's a bogus soundbite. Play the it edit. again. Don't play it. Pay me $500,000, I'll endorse a gay magazine. What's wrong with that? You guys just, you, know, you have a problem with that? It's 2018, no, I love it. 2018 almost 2019. Come on, man. All right. Let's get to the lame jokes, more of the lame jokes. of the week. Thanks to everyone that voted in that, by the way. Uh, let's see, we have some political jokes. You want political jokes? We got some of those. Uh, let's see, a California teacher that sang the national anthem while forcibly cutting students' hair has been arrested, Eddie. Oh, really? A real life liberal weed whacker, Eddie. How about that? It's from uh, Re- Republican Ron uh, sent that one in. Uh, here's one. Uh, let's see, we'll skip over that one. Oh, boy, I'll probably skip over that one, too. Uh, do, 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 do. What happens to those jokes that you skip over? They just, they're just lost I get, forever? I get, yeah, probably. Unless they send them back in. What did Stormy Daniels say when she met President George H.W. Bush? No, I don't know. What did she say? Read my lips. That's, uh, <laughs> how dare you, just Josh? How dare you? Uh, what did you hear about the epilect- epileptic uh, Santa? I haven't heard anything about the epileptic Santa. Uh, yeah, he seizures when you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Very, very positive yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's one from Kurt from Earth. What do you call nursery a nursery rhyme about Urban Meyer's next headache? Uh, I don't know. What do you call that? Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> Coop, you have anything, Coop? Yeah, I've got one from uh, from Slow here. By the way, my last one was from Eric. I forgot to give him credit. This one's from Slow. Uh, what's the difference between ooh and ah? Uh, I don't know. About three inches. <laughs> uh, all right, I've heard Blair in Maine will benefit from banning the defensive shift. Oh, really? Yeah, his pull percentage is 100%, Eddie. He really likes to – he pulls it. He's a puller. Uh, that's from Bill in Iowa. Thank you, Bill. I got one from Mr. P. All right, hurry up. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you call a midget, a midget version of Roberto? I don't know. A paragraph because he's not a full essay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What, what do you call it when Ben Maller, that's me talking in the third person, fights with Adam Sandler during Hanukkah? 
I, I don't know. What do you call that? It's a jujitsu match, Eddie, is what it is right there. That's, <laughs> that's Kurt from Earth uh, who sent that one in. Well, former Bills receiver Kelvin Benjamin cleared waivers. He was, I guess he signed with Kansas City. Yeah, Eddie. that's the news. Turns out that Benjamin and Coach Andy Reid share the same hunger for winning lunch. <laughs> so musical Matt in uh, New York. What do you have, Coop? One more, and then I've got my closer. One more for you. Did you guys hear that uh, Kareem Hunt was removed from the new Madden game? No, I missed no, I didn't that. Hear that. Yeah. yeah, he was, but he, now he's been added to FIFA. From <laughs> <laughs> Danny G. Rodeo. That's not right. I got two more, actually. I got two more. Uh, did you know that during Justin Cooper's birthday the other week, he made a really big wish before oh, really? blowing out the candles on his cake? Yeah. What, what was that wish? Well, tough, luck, uh, tough luck, Coop. Donald Trump's still your president. Sorry about that, Coop. That's, that's Hillbilly Mike. <laughs> Hillbilly Mike. All right, here's the closer. It's a fake laugh. Here's the closer. What bedtime story does Adrian Peterson read to his kid every night? Oh, I don't know. What, <laughs> is, can't be what, is he, uh, what does Adrian Peterson read to his this kid? This is from Gordon in Tacoma. Yep. Jack and the Beanstick. <laughs> 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 you pay me $500,000. <laughs> when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.